0: Des Moines, Iowa, how the fuck your spirit doing? How y'all! You... And I can still remember my first winter in Minnesota. It was white as the eyes can see. And there was some snow there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, that was a comedy teaser from my second comedy album, Peace of Mind, Side B, which went number one on iTunes and Amazon.com for not only new comedy release album but also bestseller I'm a bestseller okay it's crazy Uh, if you haven't listened to it please check it out it is streaming on everything that you can think of if, wherever you listen to your digital music and if you still want to purchase the album you can go through iTunes, Amazon and also Bandcamp uh, please support me and Mama I Made It back. Thank you for listening to another episode of my podcast. Uh, Peace Talk, Day Peace, that's me. That's It's a, it's a play on words, okay? <laughs> like, uh, this season, I also decided to name every one of the episodes uh, with talk as the last part of it. So, we, we've we had politics talk, police talk, open mic talk, and uh, I, this might be merchandise talk because I, I want to go in, into a little bit of the history of me selling t-shirts. And I, I think I want to do this because I just want to give a little bit more of a, a insight to uh I guess my my like how how I got to start start selling merchandise cuz a lot of people don't realize how like the large percentage that merchandise goes into us making a living like we we you know I do a gig I get paid uh but rather from the the agency or the bar or the owner or the club, whatever I, I receive money for that, but it may shock you that it's not a lot. It's uh, I mean, some places are better than others, depending on what position you are on the lineup. Uh, obviously like the host makes less money than the feature and the feature makes less money than the headliner. And then it just depends on location, ticket sales, so on and so forth. However, you get paid this in order to make everything up, Right. Because uh, there are gigs where, for me personally, uh, I, all of all of my like driving there, you know, food, <laughs> uh, gas, like all, all you know, uh, hotel, sometimes like all of that expense is basically what I'm being paid. So in order to make that profit, that hey, this is why I made the trip. It's about selling merchandise, and I started selling merchandise a couple years. Uh, you know, I, I think I was in year four uh and and it, it was just this weird frowned, ab- <laughs> frowned upon uh, around the industry <laughs> you know like and when i say industry i mean uh, phoenix arizona like hey you have to be a nationally torn headliner or a feature and, and you have to have these positions or these accolades in order for you to to sell merchandise market yourself promote yourself make money so on and so forth and that's just not the truth there was a dude and I was I was a part of this. There was a dude that was like one year in, and he starts selling T-shirts. And I'm like, "Bro, you gotta, you know, you gotta pay your dues, and you gotta, you know, work your way up." And fuck that, okay. Do whatever you need to do for your process, for your growth, for your brand. There is no one way to do this. So I want to talk a little bit about that. But before, as uh, my new segment that I'm I'm starting is a uh, horoscope. Uh, interpretation where i read a horoscope and i give you my interpretation that's uh how we're going to start most of these episodes we'll talk about uh my merchandise and i go through the the list of uh my first t-shirt to my last t-shirt <laughs> that i've been selling that i'm almost sold out and uh maybe god willing by the time you hear this they will be all out uh you can uh order online but i sell most Merchandise at shows. Like, I kill the stage. They, they, the women love me. Okay. Not just women, the audience. They love me. Uh, I'll tell you about my last show that I just did this last weekend at, uh, Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin, where I'm, I'm signing shirts. You know, <laughs> like, this one lady gave me one of the best compliments that I've, I haven't heard in a long time. This venue, this particular venue has been doing these comedy shows for the last eight years. She says she has come to most of them. They do it for about nine months a year, so they take the summer off because, in our business, summer shows are the hardest. You know, everybody is out of school or you know work; they're doing the vacation thing, so they're traveling. And uh, the three months in summer are the hardest in 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 our business. So for about nine months a year. For about eight years, she told me, hey, I've been coming to many of these, and I've never bought a t-shirt from uh, one of the comedians. And she bought one of mine, and uh I appreciate it. Then she sucked my dick. No, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> I apologize. I don't know why I do it. I do know why I do it, because it's my podcast, and I can do it. So, horoscope interpretation. Today, we're going to do uh, my horoscope, which uh, is a Pisces. And I don't know if I've ever shared that, or if you've done the math, you know <laughs> You remember a couple of years ago that they tried to change our zodiacs to like, oh, the moon, uh, really is this? So all of you who think you were this or not, uh, you know, maybe if you are like super into zodiac and like you live it right, and you want to be a guest on the upcoming episode, I love to kind of have a chit chat about it because I'm not, I'm not super invested in it. I think it's more like a fortune cookie, like it. Oh, okay thank you, you know, like, makes me feel good, maybe it applies, maybe it doesn't apply, but then, you know, it, it becomes like a, a strand, where you start, you keep pulling, and it's like, are we talking about the universe, right, like, everything happens for a reason, and maybe I'm supposed to read this right now, and maybe it applies, maybe it doesn't apply, so on and so forth, and then we can go on and on, so I don't want to, I don't want to do that, but what I do want to do is read Horoscope in, Interpretation. This is for Pisces, for all the Pisces uh, out there that is along with me. Uh, if this is your first time I'm hearing it, I read the Horoscope, and then I, I tell you my interpretation. You know, sometimes it's deep. Sometimes I'm silly. We'll, we'll, we'll see. All right. This day isn't likely to be the highlight of your week. Wow. Okay. That's, that's, uh, that's, okay. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Okay. Right. I'm going to keep going. That's, uh, they came in. I came in strong. <laughs> you may be aware uh, of your constraints at work or home. You're quite likely to hanker. I don't know what hanker means. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna use my context clues, but uh, you're you're quite likely to hanker for an inappropriate. Oh, oh, oh! I thought I said okay. Here's my comedy mind. I read the word appropriate, but. I read it as if it was inappropriate because that's just, that's what I see. So (laughs) let me read that sentence over. Uh, You're quite likely to hanker for an appropriate reward for your labor. Any type of recognition would be nice at this point. This is a good day to define new personal and professional goals, thus sustain you through your unending chores. Uh, Can I I start with the first sentence? This day isn't likely to be the highlight of your week. That is the it's the first day of the week, okay, like, this is, I mean, maybe that's not a bad thing, you know, like, hey, uh, there's, there's nowhere to go but up, but, I mean, it depends on how you start your week, if you start it Sunday or Monday, like, everybody starts it on Monday, and these episodes come out on Monday, so it's the first day of the week, and you, like, like, what kind of week is it gonna be? I'll be honest with you, just been a pretty decent day, okay, I I mean, maybe that just means the better, the, the rest of the day is our, are, are are coming, right? Uh, I'm in the. I'm one of those people that love Mondays. I'm a I'm a fan of Mondays. Uh, if I have to give you my least favorite day, I'm gonna go with Wednesday. Uh, this has nothing to do with it, but it might because <laughs> my my middle child has Wednesdays off. So Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday he goes to school, but he's only there for about three hours. And Wednesdays is the only day where he stays home. And so maybe that break, I'm, you know, I don't get that that three hour break or something, but Wednesdays is always like, uh, it's like, is the week over? You know, like I'm okay with the start, but Wednesday is my least favorite. If you hear this, let me know what your least favorite day of the week is. And in fact, I, I think I'll make that a debate. All right. Uh. Uh, constraints at work and home. Uh, you don't know me. Okay. <laughs> you don't act like you know what. Hanker. I think that's, that's probably the, the, the hanker for appropriate reward for your labor. So basically you putting in a lot of work and you're not getting the recognition. And I remember when I used to work in retail, I was in retail for over 10 years. Actually, probably as I look at my life, probably closer to 15 plus, uh, I remember recognition was always, just a top three, like, what do you want most out of work, right? You want to be challenged. You want to make money. You want advancement opportunities and recognition. Like you don't want to do a a great job and never get the thank you or a good job, appreciate all of that shit. And so I think that can apply in any relationship. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, me and my wife have been together for a very long time and it gets boring. Okay. (laughs) Like, it's like, Hey, I know, I know you, right. But the occasional good job, I'm proud of you. Uh, those things, I I think go a long way. Um, and I probably don't say it as much to her as I should, and vice versa, because I, I'm the shit, okay? <laughs> and, and and I'm I'm also a little bit of an ego. Uh, I'm a, also a little bit egotistical because as a, as a comedian, I I love the you know attention and and you know I I, I bask in that right. I bathe. Bask and bathe. I bathe and I bask. I don't know if you would want to bask first. Anyway, so <laughs> um, this is a good day to define new personal and professional goals. Now, I, I really like that because uh, as the as we get to the end of the year, I don't know how your year was. I, I've said this a lot. This has been a great year for me. Now, the challenge is, what do we do next year? Like, how do we go bigger and better in, in a lot of different areas? Because there are some categories where I've reached the highest that I've ever been. Right, and now it's like, okay, we got uh, we got to outdo that shit. Like, we're not we're not done. I'm not done. There's so much more that I want to do. And as I look at some of my peers, uh, some incredible talent uh, across this country in in the positions of comedians, I'm like, I want some of that success. I, I want to tour a lot more. I want to hit some of these states and stages and venues. And I I want to get the name out there, Day Peace Comedy. Uh, we got to go bigger next year. So I love that. But then personally, I don't think, I, I, and I'll say this, I do this, like I make these goals, but I don't, uh, like if you don't have a vision board, I strongly recommend doing the vision board. But I will say I am guilty of, of making a vision board or, or putting time in it and not really revisiting it daily. Like I may, I'm, and we're not talk, we're not even weekly, like we're talking like maybe monthly. Right uh, I do this thing where I recap my first six months, and it's all mostly professional. I recap my first six months of the year, my last six months of the year, and I look at all these great things that have happened that I've accomplished and that makes me feel good because it makes me feel like I'm moving in the right direction and making steps you know moving forward, blah, blah blah. But I would love to get better at personal and professional goals that I can just look at on a more daily and weekly level. Right, because in my phone I do this thing where, you know, uh, I, I put my task for the week or the day from time to time, and when I when I accomplish it, you know, I, it'll cross it out or put a check next to it, or I just delete it, and it's like I just go on to the next thing or I make more more list, and I think I would love to be in a better position where I could like look at it because visual is so powerful. So that's that's horoscope interpretation it's, it's like my third time doing it and I enjoy it you may not enjoy it if you are listening and you're like please stop it uh let me know you can reach out to me you can message me uh, you can send me an email at comediandata at gmail dot com or if you do enjoy it and you're like hey do my horoscope next uh please let me know and i'll'll uh, I'll put it on the list I mean there's only like twelve right <laughs> so uh <laughs> if if you're like a Pisces and you're like do a Pisces again I you know if you reach out to me I'll consider it. I don't know if I necessarily am going to do all 12 of them, right? And then reset. I may just do whatever ones I feel when I when I pick up my phone. So that's horoscope interpretation. We're going to take a little break. I'm going to put some ads in there because I'm trying to get representation and sponsors and then I'll be right back. All right, I I I want to share my first shirt that I ever start selling so again i'm in my first couple of years and i had this line like um so my my first couple of years with comedy i was i was very much a one-liner right i i was very quick to the funny like i get on stage i'll say something and then boom funny say something funny boom and i did i didn't tell stories really i didn't I, i wasn't that personal and one of my favorite lines that i've ever just came up with i didn't write this was i was doing a show and (laughs) there were some ladies it was it was kind of like a studio show it it was a weird venue it was it was a place that that does filming for like tv ads and commercials and music videos and stuff like that so they had this space and they just i guess wanted to expand again to the arts because one of their uh you know partners or whatever was 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 a comedian and so it, it, it really just kind of uh, it expanded. Like, hey, let's do a, a comedy night. So one of the shows that I was on, I think this is my first year. Uh, <laughs> I there were some ladies there, and they were a part of a new. They were they they had just filmed a pilot for a show called Mothers or something like that. Uh, it, it was very like golden girly, like like older women, and. I got on stage and, I, like, one of the first things I said was, uh, give it up for the MILFs or something like that. And and then I, I added on Moms I Like to Facebook. And, <laughs> like, if there was like a light bulb that went off, like, I'm going to get famous off of this line. Like, everybody's going to steal this line. It's so great. It's the funniest thing that, that's ever been said. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I. I would use that line uh, as probably, it became like one of my openers. It became one of the first things I would say within the first minute when I got on stage. I scanned the room, see an attractive woman, uh, older, older, older woman a lot of the times, and uh, MILF. Mama like to Facebook, and I still say that uh, from time to time, not as often. I know I didn't. So when I did the first album, I was supposed to do it for the first album, and I didn't. So when I did Side B, I made it a habit, or I made it a, not a habit, but I I I was very, like, it was important that I, I put it a part of the second album. So I, I made a whole track called MILF, <laughs> which stands for Mom, I Like to Facebook. So a couple years in, I'm like, hey, I'm going to sell shirts. Like, I'm, I'm at that point where I, I want to... I mean the, for me selling merchandise is really just getting the name out there it's like selling something that people can advertise like that's that's what these t-shirts are they're they're, they're billboards they're walking billboards so i start selling shirts and i'm 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 very high maintenance and <laughs> so i got the most expensive shirts that i could find i went to custom ink shout out to custom ink they're very expensive the the quality is is pretty great because they have great variety. But when I say expensive, people don't know this, but a lot of the times those those print companies, they charge so much because you, you're buying essentially two things. You're buying the quality of shirt and then you're buying the color ink. So if you get a shirt with like one ink, just a, a basic white or a basic blue or basic black lettering, that's going to be cheaper than if you get a shirt with two colors or three colors god forbid if you get into four colors and, and up like time out now there are a lot of screen print companies which they basically take an image and they just kind of iron it on your shirts and obviously that is a lot less but it's not the same quality so my first shirts, I went with the best that I could find. I had, uh, two different color inks and in it said MILF, Mom, like, oh, no, it didn't, it didn't even say that. It just said MILF, uh, M I F. And then it had a Facebook logo, which I, I ripped off Facebook. Maybe, maybe, maybe I won't say that, you know, cause, uh, the image that they approved was a little altered so that I, I wouldn't get ripped off. So <laughs> I think the the blue was a little darker and the F, it was the smaller F. It was like, uh, a couple inches, you know, to the left, and long story short, I'm selling these shirts, and to make the shirts, <laughs> like each shirt, uh you buy them in bulk, and if you buy a lot, the the price was cheaper, and I never bought more than like maybe thirty at a time. I mean, my first couple of orders were probably like twenty and sometimes less and you you pay. <laughs> so on average, my first shirts that I was selling cost me to make were were about 18 50, like 18 to $19. You know, like if you go into like the bigger sizes, 2X and above, it costs more because of the fabric that they're using. And so I'm I'm selling my shirts for $20, these are like, these are American apparel, I don't know if you know American apparel, I didn't know it before this, but they're like super soft and comfortable, and uh, to this day, and again, my first shirts I was selling easily, we're we're probably talking like seven, seven years ago, six, seven years ago. I have a friend that still has my first shirt. I actually a couple of friends that still have my first shirts. And they tell me it's still comfortable. And again, I, I wear a shirt a couple of times and I'm done. Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> you go from uh <laughs> this is my process. I go from show shirts, so I'll get a shirt, and these are t shirts specifically. I get a shirt, I wear it on stage a couple of times, then I wear it out a couple of times, then it becomes like a sleep shirt or a travel shirt, and then it's just up uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So I don't think I don't think the life of a t-shirt for me lives longer than, uh, I think nine months is really like, the okay, it's time. I'm sorry. Like, you know, it's like when you got to sit somebody down and let them go, like, I'm sorry, you you, you did well, you know, <laughs> but uh, it's time. Uh, and again, I, I have certain shirts that I like a little bit more than others. And again, we'll get into that. So I'm selling these shirts for $20, not making any money. Then I was crazy enough to do deals where I would sell them for two for 30 <laughs> like i'm just getting my name out there with free shipping and the shipping would be like seven eight dollars uh but at this time to be clear i had a full-time job i was making decent money so it was never really about making money in the first couple of years then then they fired me and so it was like oh now we got to make some money and i got to be smarter about what it is that i'm selling and buying but i did the milf shirts in so many different colors um because that that was kind of the the evolution for me. It was like we start off with a pink shirt and a red shirt and a light blue shirt, and then you do black because black shirts are the most popular colors. It's it's black, white, and red. So I did a bunch of different colors and maroon and lime green. I just tried stuff. Like I I once ordered like a like a a, a, a rainbow package where I had like. A purple and a size small and then medium and like a teal and i j- I did that for oh so long uh, so so my first year I really was just rebuying and and selling the the same shirts. Then came Team Petty. I think team Petty was was one of my favorite eras, right because if I can if I can break down, the eras of my comedy merchandise t-shirts and this these are just shirts uh it it wasn't until these later years where i started doing key keychains and stickers and magnets and a lot of that is just one company that i go through uh called sticker mule which i'll put their information out because i think they're a pretty decent company and i've been going to them for a long time uh they've been very consistent and uh customer service wins me over like uh one of the reasons why i kept going back to sticker uh uh, custom ink was because of customer service and Vistaprint, you know, they started off just doing business cards and I've actually ordered shirts through them. And part of it is the customer service. They once, I once ordered recently a, uh, a, one of my logos and on like a, on like a hoodie and they sent it and they, it I read the reviews and they said, Hey, it kind of runs small, but it ran small. <laughs> and I was like, Hey, Hey, Vistaprint, uh, this ran, hey no problem. And they just sent me a new one. I ordered labels from them and I messed up. I, I I was doing like the address labels and instead of putting Iowa, IA, I put I S for some reason. And they're like, we'll send you a, a brand new one overnight. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll keep fucking with you. Uh. <laughs> so yeah, the first, the first set of shirts was, was milf. And then I, I, I entered this team petty face, which I was just like petty. And, uh, I'm going to share this really quickly. I think I mentioned this on a previous episode. As far as comedy beefs, I got into a comedy beef with this one gentleman who uh, recently we just learned has has passed away. Uh, his name is Brandon Beehouse, and we never had it wasn't it wasn't like a real beef. And I say a real beef like um, it, there was really no there was like no hatred or anything like that. It was like it was just weird. It's almost like a like high school beef. Like oh, I don't like your shoes that you wearing, and you know i mean it was a little more f- for me than that but like it at this point it doesn't matter is is i guess the the the, the thing and uh we 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 met he's, he's a black comedian and and promoter and he was doing some shows and i you know i was doing some shows with a, a different uh promoter and he put me on a couple of the shows and the shows that i was on was like okay i don't know if i want to do more shows with uh with him and so what eventually happened is the two promoters started to kind of go at it and at this time, it was very clear. I was I was with my guy Bobby Johnson, DJ Melo B. So like it was one of those like em- it was one of those fifty cent John ja Rule things. Where like I don't care if you, if you don't like him, then I don't like him. And if you got to be for that person, then I got to be for that person. And it was it was kind of ridiculous, but it was it was fun for a little bit. And this went on for a couple of years, and we would take stabs at each other. And I was a little, I was a little bit more, more reckless. This is like probably when my Detroit side would come out. Like I'd be a little like, I'd be talking loose. Um, And I don't know what I was willing to do or not do, but there were certain situations where I'm like, if it goes South, I know I'll be all right. Uh, (laughs) I moved to Iowa at the end of 2016. And then, uh, you know, we're not friends on Facebook or anything like that. And then, you know, but I'm still in the comedy scene, Uh, Facebook groups, so I still see stuff from him from time to time, or, you know, shows that he's promoting, and I maybe would assume the same, and uh, George Floyd got murdered, and he had a post about it, it was something about, like, fuck your apologies, it was just kind of this nationwide, like, people do shit, and they're like, oops, we're sorry, right, and it's, it's you like, you don't mean it, what you, what your issue is, the backlash that you our experience, experiencing like a uh, Drew Brees. I was I was a fan of Drew Brees, a quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, won a Super Bowl. Pretty decent guy for a lot of people, and I remember the company I was working for. We went to Indianapolis the year that he won the Super Bowl, like that April. He went it in, in February. We we went there and he was like our guest speaker and he was pretty cool and down to earth and uh, super short, you know. And he said a bunch of great things and I was like, this guy is fucking awesome. And then he came out. Uh, I think it was the last year of his career and there was that kneeling for the flag and then I stand for my country. He said some 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 ignorant or misinformed shit. And I was like, ah, oh, Drew, I don't, I can't ride with you no more, you know. And they, and they say that like meeting your heroes can change everything, and it really does, especially as we got, uh, as we grow up in this social media world, we we have so much more access ex- access to, you know, the people that we we like and we follow and we enjoy and idolize and so on and so forth. And I was like, I'm I'm done with Drew. Fuck Drew Brees. Uh, Eminem came out with a song he mentioned, it, and I'm like, yeah. So Drew Brees comes out with this big apology, you know, I I, I don't know, post, and I'm sorry I didn't die, y- yada y- And it was It was kind of after everybody was like, bruh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got black players on your team. Like, this was last year. So, like, I don't know. It, it was one of those things, like, are you apologizing because you mean it? Or are you apologizing because of the backlash? And that happens so much in America. That is a very constant, consistent thing. And so he had a post about that and I shared it and I ended up messaging him. I'm pretty sure it was a it was a message. It might have been a, a comment, but it was a really quick like, look, uh or whatever the beef was or whatever, that shit don't matter no more. Uh there are way bigger things going on in the world uh that that we are facing as black men and uh black people and minorities and, and just you know, it's it's almost like a state of emergency again because where where the the right people aren't woken up to this shit like uh you know one one of the things that had happened in 2020 was this inc- a wonderful woman a friend that I, I I'm getting to know her a lot more and she's incredible she asked me like hey do you think this is the last time or something like that that we're going to see this or uh are you hopeful and I don't know if it's just my experience with America um but not at all like this is not the last time we're going to see uh a quote unquote George Floyd or the 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 murder of innocent black people or you know like what what we're seeing is empathy being attached greater to more people as a nation right uh it's almost like when when 911 happened and it just it connected so much more people like so many more people um, because it was like, we we're in this together, right? I felt like with George Floyd, it was one of those things on a ratio, like, let's let's have some uncomfortable conversations. Like, I, I didn't understand. I think I, I, I need to learn more, so on and so forth. I'm getting off the point. Point is, he made that post, we, we, we had, we had a quick conversation of it, and it was like, all the shit, the beef in, or the, uh, (laughs) the, uh, the back and forth, that shit didn't matter anymore, and, uh, rest in peace to that, man, because this is the second comedian that I know within two weeks that has lost their lives, and, um, yeah, like, you just, you just never know, so, I, uh, I was on a team petty thing, which, uh, I was, I was going around as being very petty. And that was kind of this, a part of, uh, <laughs> that was part of the repertoire of, of what I was doing. And those shirts sold very well. It was just something about, uh, being a part of a team that's petty. A lot of people resonated with, right? They <laughs> it was just like, Hey, we, we enjoy this. You know, I did some, I did a bunch of shirts that like, I did one off shirts that just didn't like do anything because as much as i want it to and still to this day it's very hard to sell online like i i wish i can sell online i don't have a fancy website or anything like that i have basically bandcamp which is how i distribute a lot of my independent uh stuff so, so like my albums my uh i call them um uh, <laughs> i call them like my comedy uh mixtapes they're just I they're not on the the big spotify's or the apple or itunes uh i have things like that so the merchandise and like my email list so i have them all on this thing so it's not the greatest like website for selling merchandise but if you wanted to support you go there you click i send it to you i send you your confirmation i put some cool shit in the bag and boom but i sell it mostly at shows like that's just how it is so uh you know, I, I I'm going. I'm trying different shirts, but I I say this: the next big shirt that I sold, and I did Mill for for I said, like I said, the, probably about a year and a half or so. Then I moved on to Team Petty. I tried to sell um, Mill shirts part two, but I didn't love the design. I did more Team Petties that seemed to go well. I did Petty sweatshirts. I call them sweaty uh, Petty sweaty sweaty petties petty sweaties um those sold well but i didn't make any money off of selling hoodies like no matter if you order a bunch like there was no like uh offset on price so i was basically like making like a couple of bucks on each one that i sold and it wasn't basically worthy which is why i've never really sold hoodies again my my next uh era of shirts that i saw was my first album peace of mind um it was it was everything that I wanted. It was a, an incredibly soft shirt. It was a simple design. It just had peace of mind, which is the name of my first album, uh, my name or my website uh, at the time, which I don't have anymore. But it was so soft. I I, I did like I ordered like I don't know fifty something of these T shirts <laughs> and like uh, this one lady bless her heart uh, she ordered one and I had sold these this is during covid so all I had was this one shirt she bought one as soon as I got them and then like 3 months into covid she bought the same shirt again she's like I have it I love the shirt I want to support I was like thank you white woman <laughs> so um so that that was like that was the the shirt like I love that it. it was independent uh company that did it and uh he won't do anymore like if He would make my life so easy if he would just do all my shirts because then I have to keep finding all these places to do them. And I don't know. Sometimes they don't work out. Uh, The most recent shirts that I sold that did very well was floral. I did a floral collection and I just did like three different shirts with floral designs. that had special messages on it. And... um, the the prayer shirt is there's a prayer that i say before i uh perform whether i'm behind stage in the green room or wherever um which is uh dear god please give me the ability to be myself on stage and make these people laugh and sometimes i change the verbiage a little bit but that's pretty much the what i say And i had that on the shirt it was a rose and it was a really cool like almost ed hardy design someone said to me and i was like you know what uh okay but th- those sold like hotcakes, and I like to believe it. It's because I haven't had shirts like uh, a new bulk of shirts that I that I've sold in a long time. But I think it was also the design, and maybe because I'm I'm becoming a bigger deal. People are like, hey, I want to get one of these fucking shirts. Uh, I want to support you, but hey, you dope as fuck, and hey, I want to hear some money because uh, I've I've now upcharged. Like I I've now sell my shirts for thirty, uh, which is where we should be at. Sometimes like a great average price for a, a t-shirt from a comedian or an independent artist is a good 25 at this point but it depends on what you're buying if you're buying like a 100 percent cotton where you know it stiffens or shrinks then you know your 20 dollars is is you know going to a good cause but again i'm selling these pretty decent quality you can wash them a couple times you'll have it you'll like it so they're 30 um and then the newest shirt that I have, which is, uh, <laughs> so the, again, this is the, this is my evolution, right? This is where I'm at. Uh, I had the Milf shirts, which I love and will always be near and dear to my heart because it was my first shirt. Team Petty and the, you know, Steel T- Team Petty and Steel Petty, like the Petty shirts was just an incredible fan favorite. Uh, my peace of mind is probably my absolute favorite that I've ever so It was, Incredibly simplistic, but it's also sentimental because it's my first album and, uh, it's all I, I had, you know, I lived off, right? When, when everything shut down and, uh, that was, that was, that's, I love the shirt, comfortable. That's a shirt I still have two years later. So boom, I passed the nine month for that. Um. The floral collection was a limited collection because I do well when I do limited shirts. When I don't buy bulk, I just buy like two of every size. They sell out. I move on to the next shirt. That was the floral. Uh, Even though they sold really well and I ordered a couple more of certain shirts, uh, I'm done with the floral. And now the new one that I might be done with that I almost sold out of this last weekend are my Fuck Plums shirts which I had a graphic designer make me a, a image that says fuck plums with a plum and uh, so it's it reminds me of my MILF shirts because there were there was a time where people were like I'm not a I'm not a mom, so I can't buy your shirt. Yeah And then there was people like like I, I like plums. I can't buy your shirt. Nah. So like that's fine, I understand. The biggest thing is it's the most graphic. Like um uh, you know, when you put an F word on a shirt, it's like, how many, how many people can really wear this and where are they going to wear this? And then I got to cipher through my demographic of people uh, that that can wear this and that can support. But I absolutely love it because it's a dope design and the bit is very small, but I absolutely love the, uh, you know, one of the things as a comedian or artist is when you do bits for, for merchandise you have to always do those bits I remember I was selling a shirt I don't even remember what the shirt was but I remember I didn't do the joke for the bit and at the end I'm like doing my little spiel like hey I got shirts after this and I'm like oh I didn't even I'm on stage saying it's like oh I didn't even do the joke to this shirt you should still buy it they did not okay <laughs> so uh you get you get cock with like i have to always do these bits as opposed to have like a logo shirt where people would just buy it or something simple uh yeah so <laughs> uh, i did very well Th- this last show that i had was one of those shows where it was just it was just everything i wanted it to be for a lot of reasons i can't go into right now but the the bulk was it was a sold out show uh my you know, opener slash feature. He goes up, does thirty. It's 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 undetermined how the room was gonna be, right? Because the hope is your opener, your feature, they start off the crowd, they get them going, and he got them laughing, which is absolutely the, the goal. But there there wasn't like, okay, they like this, they don't like this. I should do more of this. So by the time I go up there, I am telling you, I did that hour plus on on my head. It was one of the easiest, funnest best shows that i've had in in a long time it was just like what, what can go right did go right i did very well i i uh did crowd work i did the material that i wanted to do i i mean it was just laughter like it was just like uh i, I got personal i did you know i did my i did i it was like mission accomplished the the staff the vin- like everybody was hospitable like I said, I got off stage. This is crazy, but this is just how, how things work. There was two ladies that came up right after and with their $20 bills in their hand, like, Hey, we love a shirt. And I'm like, Oh, they're, they're actually 30. And they were like, Really? And, and my, my opener guy, he was right next to me. He was selling his shirts for 20. And I was like, Look, y'all can, it's fine. Go ahead and take it. What size you need. I ended up selling these first two ladies, uh, the shirts for twenty dollars. Then the next, you know, set of ladies came up and like, "Hey, how much is it?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's it's actually thirty. No problem. They they got they got the dollar bills. They got them ready, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Right? Like that's <laughs> this is this is where I'm supposed to be at because it's sometimes weird to to put this price on yourself. Because it's like, why is it 30? You know, What am I paying for? You're paying for the quality of the shirt, the design, my performance. You're supporting me. You're allowing this uh, machine to keep running. I, I, I have bags that I put my shirts in. You know what I mean? Like the, the whole thing. And then I give out free stuff. So I have free merchandise for those who don't want to pay $30 or they have a dollar so they can take a button uh, or just take it for free. And then uh a couple more people bought some shirts. And the last person was a guy who came up to me and gave me $40. And I was like, I was like, you want a shirt? He's like, no, I don't want a shirt. Just, hey, good job tonight. And I was like, that forty dollars did the offset of the twenty dollar shirts that I had sold. And I was like, yes, this is this is what it's about. You know, trusting this. I mean, it, in the perfect world, I I would have an additional twenty dollars, but uh, in this situation, I felt like, you know what, it is what it is. It all comes back. It's that full circle thing. Like, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. But, uh, ladies, the they went and grabbed markers and had me sign the shirts, and it was it was just one of those like, I'm good. I I I need to get better, but I'm telling you, I'm good. So. That's the, oh, no, no, I I can't finish the episode without doing my, here's what I think, which is uh, also a new segment that I just started a couple episodes ago. I do these debates on Facebook, and uh, my favorite are when they're requested, when someone messaged me and said, hey, can you post this for everybody, and let's have a conversation, and this one's kind of dumb, but I'm going to read it, and I'm going to respond, and uh, that'll be the end of the episode. Uh, so... Uh, Again, it's what I. The segment is called. Here's what I think. Mm. Okay, (laughs) here's what I think. Uh, The the requested debate is: uh, Is it easier to cheat in a bad relationship? I know cheating is bad, but when it when it's bad or progressively, I think that's a word getting worse. Does that make it help? Does it make it help? That doesn't make sense. Oh, does that make it help that bad decision? Mm, I should, I should, I need to edit that. <laughs> so, um, here's what I think absolutely, it, it, it's easier to cheat when you're in a bad relationship. Uh, now, here's I'm gonna say something that's probably controversial. A lot of people are like just get out of the relationship. I, I gotta say this I don't know if it's always that easy, right? But I, I do believe there is a line, right? Where when a relationship gets this bad, It's almost like a point of no return or whatnot. But I think it's almost like I don't care. Right? Because I don't know if anybody else will admit this, but I know I'm guilty of purposely uh, disregarding people's feelings. And I've had it happen to me and it sucks and yada, yada, yada. You grow from it. You learn from it. But I'm telling you, it happens. And we're humans. And if you're like me, uh, you've been to a point where you're like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care. If I'm hurting this person, it's not necessarily directed like I am purposely trying to do this. But I'm also trying to find my happiness. I'm also trying to cope, with whatever it is. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to do this for me. I'm putting myself first. Kind of conversation, and sometimes, just sometimes, that you know, it, it goes against the grain. It it, it 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 almost at the same time is uh, being very counterproductive. But I but I get it. So. Again, is it easier? Yes, it, I think it's. I think it's hard, or foolish, or ridiculous to be in a great relationship and take that person for granted and then step out of them. So yes, but when does it get bad or like it's over? Over? Um, I think it's it's you know like holding hands. You know, it's like it's like buying a bag of chips at the store. Like if you got the fifty cents, then it, it's super easy. <laughs> um. Anyway, so uh, again, kind of a dumb question, but. I will say, I, I, I definitely understand it. I've been in, I've been in a point where this, I've been in a relationship. Again, I'm married, but you know, just speaking in the past, I've been in a relationship where like, this relationship is so great. I don't want to do anything to fuck it up. And I've also been in that part where like, this relationship doesn't mean anything to me. Right. So like, uh, she can do whatever the fuck she wants to do. I'll do whatever the fuck I want to do. And I'll see you on the yellow brick road that's the episode. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, I will be back next Monday. Uh, you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you guys for listening. I'll talk to you then. Peace. If you want me to read an ad for you or your business, just give me money. Okay. I will, I will say how great your product is. I'll call you a humanitarian. This season, I'm looking to get sponsorship, which just helps takes this podcast up another level. Uh, there's a couple of different ways you can do it and a couple of different ways you can reach out to me. So you can go to my email, which is uh, comedian D-A-Y-D-A-Y at Gmail, or you can reach out to me through my link tree, which is link tr.ee slash Uh Anything is appreciated. Everything is appreciated. Don't forget to laugh today. Peace.